Kimber Holmes is a male impersonator, and I invited her to be a guest on The Positive Fantastic because I completely adore drag. I believe that I have loved being a voyeur for drag since I was about nine years old when a childhood friend rented the VHS for The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. It was perhaps a bit of a bold move on the part of our parents to let us watch a film with so much mature content at such a young age, but regardless, I was hooked immediately. The film showcases some amazing acting and some absolutely fabulous drag performed in the Australian Outback. It became an instant favorite among my friend and I, and we watched it every weekend that we had a sleepover at each other's houses. We basically memorized every line over the course of several years. And ever since, I have had a very soft place in my heart for drag. In recent years, the mainstream has really picked up on drag in a bigger way too, and so most people now also love drag. Although most people think of drag queens when they think of drag, and so it felt important to me to include a drag king on the podcast for the sake of diversity and representation, if nothing else. And I just so happened to be a friend of a renowned drag king in Northern California. Kimber got started doing drag dress up as a kid, and in the last dozen years or so has really had fun playing with the character by the name of Max Manchester. This episode dives full on into drag, including a brief history of drag kings and a thorough exploration of the process that Kimber uses to become Max. I hope that you will love hearing about the art of drag as much as I did. We each carry unique medicine. We each carry unique medicine. Of who we are. 
da-da-da-da-da-da of who we are. Da-da-da-da-da-da of who we are. Da-da-da-da-da-da of who we are. Da-da-da-da-da-da of who we are. Da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm Maureen Atura, and you're listening to The Positive Fantastic. My guest today is Kimber Holmes, male impersonator. Welcome, Kimber. Hey, Maury. So Kimber and I met through the Northern California Women's Herbal Symposium. That's right. You were teaching a class on biodiesel. At that time, yep. At that time, and I was way geeked out on biodiesel. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I did that for a decade. Yeah. So that was a really cool connection because I felt like really impressed with your savoir faire and your knowledge about the the technicalities of biodiesel and nice. I learned how to make biodiesel at your class. Nice. So I was stoked. Nice. Yeah, I did that class with Jennifer Radke from mm -hmm. Biodiesel Oasis in Berkeley. In Berkeley. Yeah. It was an all-woman's collective, which was really awesome. And uh, we both got our fuel at that time from Yokea Biofuels, which was right here in Mendocino and yeah. Ukiah. And uh, we were pretty much at that point setting the precedent for renewable biodiesel and a sustainable footprint, grease collection, production, and distribution. Biofuel Oasis being our south, and then me up in Laytonville being our north distribution point. So that was awesome. Did that for 10 years. It was so rad. I loved being able to have a car that had a fuel that I could feel better about. Indeed. So, Indeed. It was a good and era. It was a good era. Uh, sadly, on a national level, everyone was put out of business by the petroleum industry for the most part in yeah. 2012. Yeah. Wah. Wah, wah, wah. End of an era. End of an era. And then the other way that we have a connection is that we are Mendo Hill people. <laughs> yes, I like to say hill freaks. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so we have a lot of overlapping circles of friendship and Indeed. have gotten to hang out with each other and sauna and soup it up over the years. That's right. <laughs> it's nice to get sauna-y and soupy. Yeah. <laughs> So since 2015, you've been doing this persona called Max Manchester. Yes. And you've always done drag. So I wanted yes. to just have you talk about what is your history with drag? Okay. So probably to start out, I should probably say that my mother's bisexual and came out when I was five. Uh -huh. So, uh, and for many years, she had live-in partners. So she was very involved with the lesbian community. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I was exposed to gay men, lesbian women, and some transsexual people. And so one time, I would say the, the greatest impact was she came back from an inaugural ball, which is um, filled with Drag queens, drag kings, How fun. yeah, trans women, trans men, and the pro, and she brought back a program, and so she explained to me what was going on. And what year about was that? I was probably at that point. I was probably like seven or eight years old. So like seventies or oh. I'm going to be 55 okay, in March. So, you know, we're talking 40 plus years uh -huh, uh -huh. and uh, always, an, always been around, always been around uh, uh, and always allowed to dress up and play dress up. And I was kind of a latchkey kid in the seventies. And so I spent a lot of my time in my mother's closet 
making lots of costumes and, uh, until this day. I still mm -hmm. make costumes. And so always had done drag and and had been involved in the drag community once I became an adult. And probably what really started pushing me into doing high femme or lady drag was when I started attending the drag stars at sea cruises, which was basically all of the, at the time, RuPaul drag queens uh -huh. uh, on a cruise ship for a week. How fun. It was super fun. And so lots of dressing up, lots of playing, and started doing that. And then also started going to drag con. I was doing my girl character, which is Kimmy Hilfreaker. And so in 2015, as you know, living in the hills, we need to entertain ourselves because yes. <laughs> it's not like you can just go to the club. Mm -hmm. And um, so a lot of, lot of costume parties, a lot of potlucks. And one party every year was this Gemini party my friend Jordan would put on. Always had a theme, made it super easy to dress up. And this year, this one year, no theme. Ooh, no theme. Just, just Gemini party. And I'm like, Gemini party. And I'm racking my brain. And I'm like, ooh, what if I go as my twin brother? And I had just watched mm -hmm. a, a really awesome documentary called Venus Boys mm -hmm. and had just gotten really into a lady named Diane Tor, who is in uh, Venus Boys. Mm -hmm. And uh, and this other awesome drag king named Moby Dick, and and so I was really inspired by them, uh -huh. and so I'm like, oh, I could just totally be my twin brother. Went online, checked out some tutorials on how to do contouring that masculinizes your face, and so I was at home. Uh, I, dove in. I dove right in. I went ahead and I just, I just slapped it on my face. I went down to, I lived in community on this awesome land called Buck Rock with my friends, Molly and Joel. Hey, Molly. Oh. Hey, Joel. And I'm like, what do you guys think? And they're like, oh my God, Kimber, <laughs> I think it's good. And I'm like, sweet. And so, uh, I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. And yeah. I then went back online and just, just did a little bit of research on like, male posturing which Diane Tor goes into a lot in her literature that she's written and just really worked on my stance my posturing and my persona and that's where Max came out and so I just just blurted out with Max I came up with the the entendre later of Manchester um, because I did decided to do an open chest. Oh, I never even got that Manchester right. Duh. You have such a great Manchester. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I, I do my best. And uh, so, so I went to this party, and people I had known for twenty years because I've lived in the hills. For, it's a small, tight knit community. Very yeah. small, tight knit community. They all know me. You can't see me, but I have blonde dreadlocks. I have very blue eyes. I figured everybody's going to know that it's me. Right. And so I'm walking around, I'm going to the grocery store so I can, cause it was a BYOB. So I wanted to grab a little something to drink and bring it with me. And I'm like trying not to crack up. And, but people are like kind of taking me seriously. Your debut. It was my debut. And so yeah. I had never noticed how anyone would re react. Yeah. Went to this party. Nobody knew me. Even this guy I was wow. seeing at the time didn't even equate it with me. I do wow. change my voice uh -huh. when I'm Max, so I brought my voice down, and I uh, was talking with people like that. 
just to give you an idea. Right. And uh, and even a girlfriend was like, ooh, who's that dude? You know, she came up to me afterwards, my friend Lindsay, and she was like, I was like, who's that guy? And then she's like, and then it was you, Kimber. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so that's how Max came about. And then from that, I went to visit my mom. She was having her retirement party. One of her good friends who I grew up with, her friend put on the Sacramento Drag King contest. And so she's like, oh, Kimmy, you, you've got to do this. Yeah. It's in two weeks. You should just do it. So I'm like, okay. And I've always had a dance background. Yeah. And so I just did a dance performance. I didn't lip sync. I took second place. Hey, nice. pretty cool. Okay. And then, yeah. And then a few months later, Shortly after that, I went, I went on a, another drag cruise, just did Kimmy Hilfreaker, just did all my girly costumes, and then went to DragCon, and I decided to do Max Manchester all weekend uh, for DragCon, and mm-hmm. that went really well. And while I was there, um, somebody from Instagram contacted me, and I don't know, it was just a, a, an Instagram page, not mm-hmm. Instagram proper, uh-huh. and they said, we're holding the King Drag Race on Instagram, and we would like you to participate. And I said, sounds great. And so um, that was all online, was ran just like you would say RuPaul's Drag Race, but just through video and images on Instagram. Um, And for kings. And just for kings. And uh, I won six of the challenges and then won the entire thing. And I was feeling pretty good about that. And I'm like, Hey, <laughs> and so I contacted the San Francisco drag King contest, which was just a couple months later. And, um, I entered that and I won that too. And so I am your 2016 San Francisco drag King. And that's been a really great opportunity because it's given me the opportunity to perform in San Francisco a lot. And yeah. then from then I just started performing all over and um, have performed in a number of states and up and down the coast of California, all the way up to Washington. And um, it's been awesome. And with COVID, mostly just doing digital drag now. Right, virtually. Virtually, (laughs) literally virtually. Literally virtually. (laughs) Kimber, how do you become Max Manchester? Well, it's about a two and a half hour process. So there's some commitment. <laughs> there's commitment to, to it. Yeah. Like, so if you have a, a call time at seven, you know, you're getting ready, starting to get ready at like three, you know, right. wow. it's, it's great. I actually have a lot of fun with it. I get kind of Zen. I pretty much start with just, I have bangs, so I've got to get rid of those. So I'm always in a hat. And because I have locks, I can't wear a wig. So I have to work with what I have. So yeah. Max is definitely kind of this cool, dready dude. And I and when I first started playing him, I definitely played into the fact that we come from a cannabis culture. So it was really easy to be like a dready grow bro. Right. Um, but since then, I've kind of taken Max to a new persona, which is just kind of suave, kind of a suave daddy, mm-hmm. suave daddy. So I start by getting my, my, my bangs back. And then I get to the point where I just start doing my contour. I really, when it comes to max, you know, there's all different types of drag. I would consider myself a classic drag artist because really I'm going for a full on illusion. 
I, I want yes. it. I want you to double take. I want you to be convinced that you're seeing a male persona. Right. To me, that tells me I'm doing a good job. Like even when I did drag the first time, I, I knew that if it, if it was just me and a mustache, that wasn't going to cut it for me, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as far as what I, I want and I'm seeking in, in doing a costuming, you know, mm -hmm. um, I always like to say camera ready, you know, which for me means like, you know, if you're like seeing special effects in a movie, like, you know, convincing effects, I want my drag to be a convincing effect. And so, um, I put a lot of time into my contouring to where it's really well blended. So describe contouring a little bit because I'm Contour not a makeup person, but okay. I know that you're talking about makeup. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do with my contouring, contouring is bringing out lights and shadows, lights okay. and dark. So I'm using oftentimes a brownish color at first to bring in my depth. So what I'm trying to do is I'm bringing up my cheekbones slightly. I'm bringing in hollows of my cheek. I'm cutting my jawline a little deeper. And then I'm also trying to bring out my brow bone so that it looks a little bit more prominent. Prominent. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know, and then I take my highlights. So light pops forward, dark brings um, back and so now I'm going to pop that brow bone out uh, after I've sunken in my temples with a little highlight. For me that also means making my cleft in my chin, which I already do have, deeper. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think of men's clefts in their chin, they're often very rugged looking. I want, I'm going for that Marlboro man kind of feel, you know, I've been out on the back 40 for a long time. So I really want to make my chin much more bulbous in some ways, that cleft on each side. So mm -hmm. I go in with that. I also, because I do wear, uh, uh, I, I lay actual human hair as opposed to like, a theatrical mustache that you might use must uh, like toupee tape to put on your face mm -hmm. or sometimes you use spirit glue but oftentimes with that kind of application they'll it'll crack and pop off so mm -hmm. using some kind of toupee tape keeps like fake be beards that you would get at the theatrical store mustaches on better than spirit gum um, so I'm also doing like above my lip I, I don't know what those two lines that come down your nose that connect to your lip are called, but I go in between that. So, you know, where your Cupid's bow is, uh -huh. I get that all done. And the other thing that really starts to change is when I do my eyebrows because I'm super blonde. So you looking at me right now, I have no makeup on. You don't see my eyebrows. They're there, I swear. <laughs> um, but when I do Max's brow, I'm able to actually come down a little lower because a man's brow is a little lower. It's a little thicker in the back. So that helps also change the placement of my forehead on my, mm. on my eye, on my face, above my eyes. And then um, I start adding in um, a dark shadow to start to lay in where my facial hair is going to go. Mm. So, uh, so that when you see through the hair that I hand lay, there's still a shadow underneath. And then also so that it looks like my sideburns are actually growing as a man's would. Mm -hmm. I actually take my hair um, as I've been slicking it back to keep my bangs back. 
I then take the spirit gum and I put it into my actual hair where my temples are. And then I start to put the spirit gum everywhere I've put the shadow. And then I take human hair that my friend who has a hair salon saves me different variations of blonde to light brown so that mm -hmm. I have that kind of mottled look that hair naturally has. Mm -hmm. And I cut it up very small into little itty bitty, like, you know, centimeter, you know, small, 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 small pieces. And I have that in a cup and I take a pinch with my three fingers and my thumb and I'll take that and I'll just tap it. And I always start from the top down so that I can simulate hair growth pattern so it lays and looks more real and I start tapping that in and that way and I even tap it into and on my actual hair so it looks like the sideburns are up into my hairline as a man's would be mm -hmm. and then I start laying in my my facial hair and then from there you know I also put depth into my eyes and just really try and bring those out I do do a little bit of mascara, but not enough to look feminine, just to make my eyes stand out and be darker because I am super blonde. Right. And so, and then I actually then go into my neck and I go into and I start to contour my clavicle so that that looks more prominent. So as I come down my neck, I create my Adam's apple, which really starts to sell it. And then... The one part that I cannot do by myself because I do do open chest is I ask someone to just take five minutes of their time and help me and I tape my breasts back into an open chest taping and um, I use a lot of people say not to but you know I'm old school so um, so I do use duct tape to do it. I use a flesh color. I get a nice beige color, mm -hmm. which is close to my skin tone. I get those little flower shit petals that you put over your nipples. Like if you're wearing a sheer dress or something, mm -hmm. I put those on to protect those sweet nipples of mine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then I start taping. If I was not to do open chest, I could use a binder, which I do have. But I really like the look of the open chest. And since I am Max Manchester, you know, it's part of my gimmick. And, yeah. and then I make my own uh, nipples out of latex that I then, after I've pulled my breasts back, which are fairly large, you know, I, may, I have a very nice pecky man chest. Um, I then place those on the, the front of my breast that's been pulled away to be placed where man's nipples are, which men's nipples are placed a little differently on their chests than women's are. Mm -hmm. But with COVID and not doing shows mm -hmm. and not having really in anyone into my house um, and doing a lot more virtual, mm -hmm. I actually got this really awesome latex man shirt. It's actually it's silicone. And I'm able to wear a binder and it goes all the way on. It goes right underneath my jawline. So oh, wow. depending on where I have my chin uh, down towards my chest, you can't even tell. And it's pretty amazing. And it comes all the way to where my biceps are and all the way down to below my pubic bone. So I've got the little, the big shirt, <laughs> big shirt, very heavy, weighs like five pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's heavy. And so I can actually get into drag and do that. 
without any help and that's kind of how I've been doing it lately and then from there you know I've been a costume maker and designer and I've even done shows uh was the costume director for Ukiah Players Theater so I take my costume directing background and have used that to create my looks for Max and um so right now like if you came into my house you would see that actually Max has his own closet <laughs> and uh, separate that from Kimber's. Nice. Uh-huh. And um, so I definitely have, and, and I have a large collection of hats because I am hiding my bangs. Mm-hmm. So I almost always wear a hat or a scarf or something. I do do um, impersonations. Um, I do do Hulk Hogan. So I wear like his, I can kind of see that already. (laughs) (laughs) I do a good Hulk Hogan. And so I can wear his, uh, Hulkamania headband, Mm -hmm. uh, kerchief over my head. And then I also do Rob Zombie Mm -hmm. and I actually, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. My Rob Zombie is pretty good. And, uh, so I do actually have some, uh, uh, dreadlock wig that I made, but I incorporate some of my own hair into it as well. Uh And, and, and after I'm, uh, it's said and done, I would say once I have my facial hair on, that's when I'm feeling Max. Mm-hmm. Once I have, even before I'm taped, mm-hmm. that's when I really start to see the shift in the character. That's when I start noticing, even as I'm getting ready, I change my posturing mm-hmm. and start getting my my head mentally into my, this role uh-huh. of, of Max that I'm playing. Because for me, it's really this performance art. Totally. Yeah. And so, yeah. So after two and a half hours, I'm ready to rumble. Don't ask me to do a lot of moving when I'm taped. You know, I have to be, I'm a little, little restricted as far as some of my upper body movement. But now with the new uh, silicon man shirt, I can like get my dance on. So I can't wait for shows to start again. I was supposed to have one on New Year's Eve in Santa Rosa, but three days before it was canceled was, so. yeah so blah 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 soon we move on yes soon there will be more yes. live drag to be yes on. yes but i am but i am keeping it up with you know on on social media and on my youtube continuing to produce some pretty awesome videos that i'm really proud of actually today's psa is about drag king history yeah, if you want to learn about Drag King history, I highly recommend going to dragkinghistory.com. It's a website that's been curated by some phenomenal 20 plus year doing their thing Drag Kings, um, Flair Smith, Moby Dick. Moby Dick is who I know mm-hmm. and who just really like I said earlier from Venus Boys inspired me so when I got to meet Mo um that was just awesome one factoid that I think is awesome that people don't even realize because one of the things that I get oftentimes is I didn't even know there was such thing as drag kings right Um, right some people don't a lot of people don't which I'm like what most people Uh, know about drag queens for sure yeah but at one time the highest paid entertainer in the world was a male impersonator from England who traveled all over wow. the world. Highest paid entertainer in the world. So male impersonators, male illusionists have been along forever. And, you know, I think part of the difference between drag queen history and drag king history is that many times 
women who were impersonating men were not doing it for theatrical effect. For fun, right. They were doing it to get an education, right. to work, to hide their sexuality. Right. And so the impetus for why women were male impersonators or drag kings was very, very different from mm -hmm. the get-go, mm -hmm. you know. And we're talking back to the Tang Dynasty. Right. So, um, which you can find out more on dragkinghistory.com. Um, plug, plug, plug. <laughs> um, so, yeah, check that out if you really want to understand more about where the art of male illusion came from. Because, you know, we saw a lot of times drag, mm -hmm. The term originated as dressed as girl. Oh, and it was used in theater. Mm -hmm. The young boys who addresses women to be in theater because women couldn't do theater. Right. So that's where the term drag came from. Mm -hmm. um, but again, for women, it wasn't a theatrical thing. A lot of times it was to be stealth in the world and... I want to say it had to be perform it was it had to be almost a performative lifestyle for mm -hmm. them so that they could make money again be educated and um you know cuz have access, have, have access right. to things they might not have as women right so so yeah so check out drakinghistory.com because uh they're doing really great work there it's all volunteer and you can find a lot about the different women who have changed the art of male impersonation over the centuries. Awesome. You talked a little bit about the male posturing that you learned to do your persona as Max. Do you want to talk about what are some of the things that you discovered and sure. that you put into your performance? Sure. Yeah, so one of the things that men do different from women is when they talk it, men still talk with their hands. Mm -hmm. Women will usually talk with their hands above the chest ridge, the chest chest line. Men will talk with their hands below the belly button. So when you are going to talk with your hands, because sometimes that's some something we just do as women uh, more readily is is doing that. Uh, standing, toes out, toes out. toes toes slightly out. Men do not wrist with one hip onto one hip, where women will oftentimes switch from hip to hip. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that is something toes out, pelvis slightly thrusted forward, hands kept below belly button. So that's a really good thing to always remember. And then the other thing is men typically, uh, when they are talking and gesturing to people, they'll typically gesture with their fists, their, their fingers slightly bent. So it's not a fist, but it's, it's just a little bit more closed mm -hmm. as opposed to like jazz hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's something I really pay attention to. And also my gait, I make sure that I don't sway from hip to hip, which we have a tendency to extend and lock uh -huh. as women. And so I just take shorter steps, keep the toes slightly out and um, make sure that I'm leading from the pelvis. Uh -huh. And, and also I have a tendency to make sure that I just 
especially when I'm doing voice, uh, that I'm trying to get a little bit into the nasal cavity because that has a tendency to kind of gravel it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that uh, I, I don't really open my mouth as much when I'm talking. So when I'm posturing as Max, I definitely keep it closed down and make sure that uh, I pause a little bit more when I'm speaking. So yeah, that, so, that's a big transformation. Yeah, so those, so those are the main things that I think really make a huge difference. Standing, the stand, and yes. shifting the weight from hip to hip, huge. Right. It's a huge tell. It's a huge giveaway. So um, I definitely, since I'm going for more of a duty dude, yeah. um, I keep it away from like the femi dude posturing as well. Though I have played Max as a gay male. Uh -huh. At times, uh -huh. I have this yeah. one costume that is very much owed to Tom of Finland. And so when I play that portion of Max's persona, he is a little bit more bushy femme. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, so. Right, right yeah. as well. Play Might as well. Spectrum, yeah. yeah. Hey, have fun with it. Right. I'm already dressed as a man. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. what does it matter? Yeah. So those so those are some of the few, like, just small tips that I would give to anyone who's wanting to practice doing some male impersonation uh -huh. or going to the drag king world is uh -huh. pay attention to how you're using your hands, mm -hmm. pay attention to how you're using your hips. And um, when you do choose to speak, Think about um, bringing it down into the chest, but still using the nasally part of the nose and keep it a little closed mouth. So I know we already talked about you getting ready to be Max, but um, we didn't really talk about below the waist as much. I mean, keep your hands below the waist. Right. <laughs> but um, I mean, I'm fascinated by the male posturing in that regard. Yeah. Well, one of the things that really gets me into male mode is once I'm getting, once I'm ready, I then get dressed. And so for me, getting dressed means I put on your standard harness mm -hmm. and I have a beautiful silicon packer that I won at the San Francisco you Dragon. Won. I won it. Yes. I, they're fairly, they, depending on how nice of a packer you get, they can be quite costly right. and they can go from, heck, let's just put it this way. I have some dry king friends who use Beanie Babies <laughs> as a, as a packer. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. But for me, I, I, I want to swing. Yeah. I want to swing. <laughs> and um, so I have a packer that contains a phallus and testes uh -huh. and, um, and so I then put on, I put that on and I usually will, I honestly, I, uh, because I want to slim out my body a little bit, I'll use a little foundation, some mm -hmm. shorts, some foundation shorts, mm -hmm. and then I'll put on my harness with my packer and then I'll put on a pair of boxer shorts. Um, I actually have some boxer shorts that there's, it's this really cool brand and it has like a pouch built into the back of them. So it kind of holds things nicely. Uh -huh. um, or if I'm choosing to wear some of my tight leather pants, I will actually just lay my member in a very noticeable place <laughs> so that people can see my meat uh -huh. and know that I'm here to greet. Uh -huh. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Packers are great and I do like wearing them. It does change the way the slacks, I'm wearing male slacks. Mm -hmm. So um, 
because I do have hips, you know, right. unless you're a really trim young person who has not born children like I have, um, it's, it's nice to do as much as you can to change the shape of your body. I even actually add shoulder pads uh-huh, into okay. my jacket so that I get more of that V taper, mm-hmm. which also changes, um, the posturing, posturing, yeah. body shape, even just being taped back, right. you know, it picks my chest up, um, and it makes me more assertive, mm-hmm. you know, I'll lead sometimes in and just, you know, and it's nice when I'm not wearing the, the man shirt because people often want to like, they'll touch my, ch- when I, once they're kindly ask for my permission, mm-hmm. um, which I, I'm usually happy to do. Um, they're shocked. They don't realize that uh, I'm actually, it's my chest. You're in there. <laughs> it's yeah. actually my chest and it's yeah. just makeup, you know, because yeah. I do, it does take about of that two and a half hour time to get ready. Half hour of it is it's just, chest. just contouring my abs and chest. Yeah. Right. Because you draw your whole six pack on there. I do draw the whole six pack <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, it's so nice to have, not have to take that half hour. Now I can just like in 10 minutes get With the shirt, latex shirt. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can just in and out, in yeah. and out, you yeah. know. It's, it's pretty great. All I have to do is just baby powder my body. <laughs> just baby powder my body, and then I can slip the silicone shirt on. Uh-huh. And it is so convincing. And and what's really nice about those, and, and you can get them on Amazon, so if you're looking to get into drag, you can, you know, get yourself a good contour palette that has the highlights and the lowlights. Get yourself uh, some good Sharpie uh, uh, liner. pencils or um, the the marker type style eyeliners uh, for doing if you want to draw on your facial hair. Uh, I like the look of real hair. It just sells it so much more. Sells it so much more for me. And um, but yeah, I pack, I chest, and I hair. You do it all. I do it all. So if someone out there wanted to get a better idea of what you do and see some of your performances and um, immerse themselves in the world of your male impersonation, how would they, how would they do that? Well, you can see a bunch of my videos that uh, I've produced uh, on my YouTube channel, Max Manchester Drag King. Um, You can go to my Instagram Max Manchester Drag King. And uh, on there, you can even buy some of my merch, which I did an awesome My Little Brony character, purple sparkly stars, <laughs> mane, tail, and all. Uh, I've got some sweatshirts and some t-shirts there and some stickers. And uh, you can check out Max there. I also, you can find Max Manchester on Facebook. And um, But if you really want to see the videos, go to YouTube. There's some great stuff there. Yay! Well, yeah. thank you so much, Kimber. It's been really fun talking drag with nice you. Nice hanging out with you, Miss Maury. And uh, yeah, I really am I'm grateful that drag exists. Yeah, it's me a too. Really wonderful thing. Here's to doing it some more. Yeah, yeah. Come on, shows in Mendo opening up again. Yeah! <laughs> thank you for tuning into this episode of the Positive Fantastic Podcast. I'm Maureen Atura, and you can reach me by checking out my website, www.maureenatura.com. You can read about upcoming author events or sign up for my email list to stay up to date with the content that I create. 
If you go to morinatura.com slash thepositivefantastic, you can link directly to any of the podcast episodes that have already been published and see short summaries as well as blog posts featuring a summary and contact info about each of my interviewees. I'm on social media and you can follow me on Facebook on my page Morinatura Author and you can follow me on Instagram at Author Morinatura. Check out my channel at youtube.com slash Morinatura to see a video that Kimber created showcasing her drag talents. By the way, Kimber plays both characters in the video. You can also check out all of the videos that Kimber Holmes releases on YouTube on her channel, Max Manchester Drag King slash Male Illusionist. You can follow her on Facebook and Instagram at Max Manchester Drag King. Special thanks to Copperwoman for her song, We Each Carry Unique Medicine, featured at the start of the episode. For more of Copperwoman's music and offerings, visit www.copperwoman.com. We also recommend that you visit www.dragkinghistory.com. This fourth episode of Season 2 of the Positive Fantastic Podcast has been brought to you on the full moon. I hope you'll join us on the next Dark Moon for an interview about Robin Burnside's Lifetime of Nourishing People. Cheers, and may your journeying be fantastic. <laughs>